September 26th and 27th is the third annual Manitoba Podcast Festival. This year's event takes place exclusively online and you can participate for free. Visit the Manitoba Podcast Festival on social media for more information as we get closer to the date. Hey folks, as you know, Witch Police Radio covers the Winnipeg music scene and one of the bands that gets brought up over and over again as an influence, as an inspiration, is Propagandy. I want to introduce you to my new favorite podcast. It's called Unscripted Moments, a podcast about propaganda, And it's hosted by two teachers in the U.S. who break down a different propaganda song each episode. This is like an extra set of liner notes for every individual song. So as, as most of you know, I have a page on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash witchpolice. And it's a way for listeners, if they choose to, to donate as little as a dollar a month to help keep the podcast going, to help pay for any uh, incidentals that come with running a podcast, and if you like what you're hearing twice a week, to help pay me for my time. It's not mandatory. The show will always be free. But if you decide you want to help out, it's a great way to do it. And lately, uh, starting, I've done one so far, actually. I'm going to be posting once a week and digging up some content from the archives of the old Witch Police blog, which was kind of a collection of demos and live recordings and long out-of-print music by local musicians uh, dating back over 10, 15, 20 years. So each week, I'm going to take one of those recordings post it for patrons only and give a bit of backstory whether it's written out or audio or video explaining the background of this recording where i got it from and my thoughts about it so i'd like to thank all the patrons i've had in the show especially our two newest patrons paul webster and ryan mcpherson and again if you want to get involved you can go to patreon.com slash it's totally voluntary the show will always remain free and i thank everyone for listening whether you're a patron or not Welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, you know, the usual remote call. I'm kind of sick of introducing these as being remote calls because it's not different anymore. It's just the, the, the standard. But uh, the guest on this episode has been on the show before, a few times actually, but this is the first time and it's got to yeah. be a couple years, right? It has been, yeah, since uh, we did that first EP, which is like, yeah, it's got to be like October of 2018 or thereabouts, maybe a little bit before that. But it's been a while, man. Yeah, nice cool. To see you. Cool, yeah, you too. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you guys are still making making music. But I think maybe the best way to get this kicked off is if you want to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background on the band, and then we can sort of take it from there. Yeah, you bet, man. So my name is uh, is Paul. I uh, sometimes go by Paul Pilgrim or Paul Webster. One's a legal name, but uh, yeah, just in different bands over the years, that Pilgrim one stuck from like, starting my Facebook page or whatever. But um, yeah, the it, Bigfoot Yeti, we started it like late 2017, jumped into an EP, um, more kind of like an indie rock sound, grungy a little bit, all kind of rooted in, in country or all country music and then try to fuzz it up as much as possible. So. Yeah, yeah. We've released one. We've released one EP, and then uh, yeah, we're just about to release the second one on September first. And we're it, just calling BFY two. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to say, am I correct in assuming that the title of this one is just two? Is is this like a Led Zeppelin <laughs> thing going on, or what, what's it's got to be the least creative uh, album title, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we decided that we wanted to do four EPs. Okay, we wanted to kind of like use each of the seasons, as cliche as that sounds. So instead of calling them like winter and spring, we just went with one, two, three, four. Okay. So what each. season does this represent? Yeah. This would be the, the spring. Sure. Spring, the okay. spring one. I know, which is like, why are you releasing it now? And it's like, well, yeah, COVID <laughs> machine happened. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We yeah. had a, we, we had a, like a release scheduled and everything else like that. And then we mulled over what to do and we're like, okay, we got to put it out there. So we put a bunch of effort into it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a good place to to go here. Is is the COVID thing? I mean, I, I know it's affected everybody in some way or another. You can't it can't not affect you, right? But how is yeah. how has it been for your band? Like, did you have this whole thing mapped out of when you wanted to release it and how you wanted to release it, and then just have that derailed, or, or what happened? Yeah, pr- pr- pretty much. Yeah, like, and like and everyone like how everyone's lives have changed since COVID, yeah. right? So like practice schedules and um, like not feeling comfortable getting together to sing, right? Or even to be in the same room for that matter for the first few months. Sure, yeah. So yeah, we kind of put a whole bunch of things on hold and then just tried to prioritize the release so at least we could, you know, I don't know if, you know, 
move on to the next thing. And it's not like we won't play a release show where, you know, hopefully when things get a little bit more comfortable, or, yeah. you know, but yeah, it was a bit of a bummer, man. Just in the spirit of your question, it was like, ah, man, but I know that everyone's feeling the same way. And obviously it is what it is. Yeah. And at least, at least, at least we're able to release it this way. Yeah, for sure. At least it can still come out, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Has the band has the band changed since uh, the time I first talked to you? I, who's in the band right now? I know you and Ian are in the band, right? Yeah, you got. So this one's still Chris, Ian, and I. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, you're just asking kind of like what's going on during with the COVID yeah. machine. So I'm yeah. not sure if we'll have the same lineup for the next release. And we still, at least I personally, still want to kind of finish the project. So I'd like to finish the other two. Okay. Um. Ian, Ian's always wonderful. Yeah, I wish he was here with us, and I think he wishes he was here too. Sure, he wasn't able to make it tonight, but uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if I come up with enough good ideas, and you know, and plead and beg and be like, "Come on, one more time." Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and and Chris, Chris is playing in a couple other bands now, and yeah, if it just it just we're unsure when, I guess. So we're just kind of hunkering down for a bit and just focusing on getting this one out. But you never know. That's the thing. You're asking in the spirit of the question, something changed, and it's like we were practicing regularly and we were yeah. loving life, and then all of a sudden things kind of change, man. So, well, I, yeah. I guess you're still going with the power trio, though, right? That's the uh, the, the three pieces still the format for the band. Yeah, yeah. We we did we noodled around with having another guitar player come, especially for our release show, and yeah, we had we were going to do that just to kind of beef up the sound and make it a little bit louder. We tried to. We spent a little bit more, I guess, on like the production quality of this one, or at least the way it sounded. We wanted it to sound a little bit more polished. So we thought, but we have, yeah, there's fewer disagreements and there's only three of you, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's just easier. Yeah. Both those guys are really, really talented guys, right? So it all starts with a melody and then they just kind of create their own pieces, which is pretty easy for on my end anyways. Yeah. It's not like I'm definitely. relating, like writing the most complicated hooks or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the world. You, you just mentioned that like you, you, this one's a little bit more polished in terms of the studio stuff. Does that affect the overall sound? Cause I mean, you know, like, like you said before, you have kind of that, that fuzzy fuzzed out sort of country influenced grungy sort of thing, yeah. which often benefits from shitty production. You know, not, not to say that the first record was shitty production, but <laughs> that kind of style, right. It has a looseness to it. That, yeah. that kind of, uh, can can do well with a lo-fi sort of thing. So what what sonically like what's different, I guess, when you get things more kind of uh, honed on that end. We tried some different amp settings. Like if I really got into it, and we tried different like guitar amp combos. Okay. So I started having some fun, and we we recorded at a place called Satcher Audio Services. Shout out to Jake. He's awesome. So he was like he's also played in lots of bands. Cool. And, his background, I think, is more metal, so he had all kinds of cool ideas. And something that I appreciated is he kind of pushed me a lot in that way, right? He's like, have you thought about layering it this way? or And how to create things that are relatively simple and make them sound interesting and cool. textured and all the rest of it. So that that would be the main thing. It's still still pretty pretty low production. In the yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't see lo-fi as a as a negative, right? I mean, I think lo-fi production yeah, yeah. Is, is often like really cool. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Like, I mean, um, in the two years or whatever it's been since the last uh, the first EP came out, right? What? Um, yeah. Where have you? I mean, obviously, COVID has screwed everything up, and it's right now is like just weird nothing land. But where have you kind of found yourselves within the local music scene? Like, do you think that you've kind of uh, found a, a niche for yourselves? over that time of, of where Bigfoot Yeti kind of fits? Because I think that was something that we probably discussed last time, is just trying to, you know, hone where you are. Because like you said, you have that country influence, but you're definitely not a country band. And you have kind of the indie rock thing and the grunge thing. And like, you know, it, it's hard to hard to place you, right? So have you got any closer to sort of finding a solution to, to where you guys belong? There's uh So I think uh, it's funny, too, because we've even rewritten our bio a few times in like reaction to kind of what you just described um, as far as what we want to focus on or people to remember about us. But we've, pro- we've probably more focused on the rock on this record. Okay. And in the spirit of your question, we've tried to pair ourselves with other bands with a similar sound or, or more of like an indie rock sound. Okay. So this one, this one is a little bit less um, maybe melancholy and sleepy than the last go around. This one's got more, you know, power chords and lots of majors. And okay. Less on the kind of there's there's not as much of that that slower 
ace stuff on this one. And it's uh, it's just as far as those themes that I was talking about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. this is about the, yeah, you know, you can only be sad for so long, or right if you're going through the winter, your hibernation phase, and then you're kind of kind of coming out the other side, and you're full yeah. of all kinds of energy. does that work for you as a songwriter because i think that 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 kind of not that you're always a downer but i mean you you're very good in that mode of of the kind of sleepy kind of uh like mid-tempo sort of you know like that, that seems to be your 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 your, <laughs> your vibe right like yeah, so, yeah, and, and it works for you it definitely works for you right throughout like your solo stuff and, and future kids and this probably all you know that's there's that sort of feeling right so how, how do you how does it feel to get out of that like have you always been wanting to get out of that and sort of you know do something more kind of like you say major chords and rocky and power chords and stuff yeah, it was, and you know, it was probably Ian that pushed me. Okay. Ian was like, I can still remember the practice, and he was kind of like, hey, have you ever thought about, uh, you know, trying this, or, you know, which forced me to think about how I wrote songs. So I actually didn't write any lyrics ahead of time for this one, and everything okay. was jam-based, which helped a lot, right? So especially if I'm going to start a song by myself with an acoustic guitar in a room, right, it has a certain feel, whereas if I go and sit with Ian and the guys kicking her off with a bunch of rock and rolls and yeah. sets the tempo. It forces me into a certain construct. And it, I actually really enjoyed it. I had lots of fun. I, um, this is the first time that I like, except for with the exception of one song that I, we've talked about recording for a super long time, which is a song called princess. Okay. Ev- everything just kind of came from our jam sessions over the last year or so. Which which makes it fun. Everything's new and fresh, and and I I'm enjoying like you're just asking like do I like it more? And it's like I totally do because it's it makes it more fun for me too. Cool, cool. Like I I get pumped up when I play the songs, and I really enjoy playing them. Which is not that I don't enjoy the other ones, but sometimes you put yourself in a certain place. Or there's a most of my songs are all rooted in an emotion, and they're not even any more complicated than a feeling, right? And that's 
I want them to be hard to place so you're not sure really what to make of it. Okay. So, yeah, so that's kind of... That's that's the scoop, man. That's uh, that's kind of interesting, actually. The idea of not being sure what to what to make of it, because I think a lot of people when they're writing songs, they want whatever the feeling is of the song to be to be front center. Right? They want people to kind of get hit in the face with whatever the emotion is. And it's interesting that you're kind of trying to make that more subtle. I, I do try lots of cliches, ambiguity. <laughs> yeah, more of a yeah. I want I want it to be more of a feeling. Okay. The song itself, I want it to be a, more of a feeling. And then Which probably had lots to do with the folks that I grew up listening to. If I really thought about it, but, well, like who, for yeah. example? You know what I was. You know what makes me think of? Um, I remember like the first time I got the Mermaid Avenue sessions, okay. and like I, the Billy Bragg versus the Wilco, Wilco yeah, and they took yeah. over the Woody Guthrie sessions. Yeah. And Jeff Tweedy refused to play any songs. That, um, that had any sort of like political context, right? They were all like love songs about girls or right. versus something that was maybe a little bit more pointed and right, it was a journey as a listener, right? You're listening to a story or someone's parlaying some deep wisdom on you and all of Jeff's songs on those records were, were feelings, right? Like sure. it was a love song for Ingrid Bergman or whatever it was. And I think that I'm only calling that one out because it made me think a lot differently about music after that. I'd probably be fibbing if I said it didn't affect me a little bit too, as far as, yeah. And it got me thinking about why I even wanted to play music. Oh, really? What it was all okay. about. Most of it's like a catharsis or like, you know, you go through something and you're trying to move on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's different ways of achieving that too, right? You can achieve it by just playing something that's loud and fast and, and like physically, achieving that yeah. catharsis right but you can also like obviously there's ways to do it more poetically and more subtly and more uh less blatantly emotional right yeah you got it man and 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 there's probably spots on this record that are maybe a little bit more blatant than the way i'm describing them but that was we were trying as far as like because the lyrics would come while we were playing and often it was almost like a puzzle like okay. putting pieces together or even lines together which i super foreign to me i've never written songs like that before usually and that's why especially like around that capturing that feeling of the song or what it was supposed to represent so with this if it's spring it's like rebirth and sure. right like you're gonna you know take on life and take on new challenges and all the rest of it which is supposed to be the, the spirit of it also the introspective part of it too when you recognize sure. you know things about yourself that you maybe want to change or be better at is like to to the average listener, is it going to be clear like when they hear one song from the spring record versus something from a winter record? Like, is there an obvious difference, or is it more just that's coming from you guys when you're putting the songs together? There's definitely a different energy. I'm going to eventually print some. We're going to do digital first, and I'm going to drop it off at your house. Cool. And then I'm just going to message you every week. I'm going to be like, Sam, did it work? Did it work? <laughs> we tried. We we wanted we wanted it to be different. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. And, even with some of that production and it's the pace of the songs, especially sure. like the record itself starts, it starts maybe a little bit slower, almost where the last one picked up and then it just steadily, and it's a seven song EP. So it just kind of gets faster and faster and faster. And then it kind of, right. There's like the roller coaster and then it kind of like drops down, but not like the last one, like as far as, cause there was you say, and there's the traveling song yeah. kind of slow. kind of Yeah. Is the end goal to kind of have someone because these are all these are all EPs, right? So they're not super long. Do you want someone to sit down and listen to the all all four seasons kind of as as one solid block, or are they are they I, better to stand alone? I think that would be super cool. We're trying to make them as much as like they stand on their own, so then it becomes a bit of a journey. If that's if that's interesting, especially like you know to the folks that are out there, yeah. As like a as an audio file, like yourself, my friend, right? Like they try to collect everything I get my hands on. In yeah, fact, yeah. I probably invest just as much time listening to stuff I don't like as, <laughs> as I do stuff I do yeah, like. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I hope that they stand out differently, and I hope that it's it's still interesting. Like, in the end, I guess, and we're still talking about it, it's unclear whether they would be packaged one big one big album if yeah. they're only, like, you know, five, five to six traps of pop, or if you take the best ones, you know, and I or almost like you'd have like, you know, 
some some really classy rush record you know when you have when you have your multi parts yeah yeah yeah. so it's like there's probably some flexibility there it would just be how you do it When this is being um, consumed, right? Like wh- whether it's just these first two, or just this newest one, or all four when they're all done, yeah. we we live in an era where people don't listen to music start to finish on a record. So I mean, even if you have the, all four of them ready to go, and it's this big, you know, overarching thematic piece, like you know, no one's going to listen to it in that order except for people like me, right? So, <laughs> so how how do you like? I guess, do. <laughs> how do you how do you tailor the songs to make them? If you know that they're probably not going to listen to the whole piece, right? It's a, it's a theme, it's spring, it has all those elements you mentioned, and the odds are that 90% of the people listening to it are going to pick one song here, one song there, and not get the overall kind of vibe from it. So how do you sort of work on the songs knowing that? Or do you care? That's a really good question, Sam. I think each each record we want to we want it to stand on its own, and we do work hard on the songs themselves to stand on their own. Yeah. Like for, for us, they all go together. Like and because I'm the fellow that works on the lyrics and pieces it together, it might be me that it makes maybe a little bit more sense to once you kind of figure out like the feeling for the song and what you want the person to go through or to think about. Um. But yeah, you know, like as far as we probably don't work that hard on it, like in that sense. I think my hope would be like we're finally going to get a band cap page up this time, and we're going to nice. start. That's good. Creating some artwork around lyrics and explaining the concept a little bit better. We haven't invested as much time into that. So for the folks that are out there, because I feel like they're more likely to be on a platform like that, 
that's that's how I would hope that people maybe you know discover that. And I know what you mean. Like if it's Spotify or if it's Apple yeah. Music, and you're kind of like it's gonna be on shuffle. Make your way into into a playlist. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I guess my hope would be that someone notices that this album cover looks different than that album cover. And but there there should be a different feel with each record. That would be my right. hope. That you was like you're like that sounds a fair bit different than the first go round. That makes sense for Which, sure. You know, and hopefully it's better. You know, hopefully we get we get better each time. So that would make what the the, the autumn one would be the best one. Then is that <laughs> is that how that yeah. tracks? Yeah, yeah. That's, it's my favorite season. Right, it's a good season. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You wear sweaters like, all the time. I like sweaters. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. sweater weather. We're in a sweater right now, even though it's August. So yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Looking forward to the August release then, or whenever that comes out. Or the can autumn, I ask you autumn. something completely? Yeah, can I ask you something completely random? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't always get to talk to folks that listen to a lot of music. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever listened to that Lou Reed Metallica record, the Lulu record? No, is it good? I can't make up my mind. David Bowie said it was a masterpiece, and I never got into it. And it's like 2011, yeah. And the story history of Metallica. That's not a good era records, for them. Yeah. Obviously, no, it's not. <laughs> but he's he's. I'm reading about it. I'm interested. Maybe maybe you and I can pick it up at another time. Or I'll yeah, yeah, about yeah. It. I'll take you check it out. I'm yeah. stunned. I'm actually stunned. I'm not even. I don't even know what to make of it. It's Lou Reed, so I guess I, sh- I shouldn't really be that surprised. But. Yeah, it seems like a weird combination. I mean, what I, it is an a incredibly weird, weird combination. And would I would I be investing this time if David Bowie didn't say it was a masterpiece? Right. Well, what are the odds yeah, that David sorry. Bowie was just being a giant Deep troll? Thoughts. Like, could he have just been trolling everyone and just saying, yeah, this is great, and then, like, laughing to the side, right? Just doing this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm David Bowie! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the temptation to do that if you're a, a celebrity, you know, and you have this voice people are going to listen to, that it must be strong to, to just mess with people, right? Like, it's a lot know. of power. Yeah, it is. I mean, you listen to it because he said, right? So... I did. It's actually how it how it came up. Yeah. And then I was like, "All right, I'll give this a shot." And then like the first few tracks, <laughs> I purposely didn't read any of the reviews because I didn't like you know outside of the David Bowie influence. Sure. I was like, sure. "This is so weird. I don't know what to make of it." And then I started reading stuff, and it was like it's it's scathing, man. Yeah, it got it's savage. Like really, yeah. Yeah. Really, it was unbelievable how savage it got yeah. on this one particular thread. I just thought I would ask you because it's like, I, right? It's just a perfect example of something I'm listening to. It's like one of your friends, like you like music. Would you would you mind recommending something that uh, you know you think I would like? And it's yeah. like, well, I don't even know what that is anymore. Like maybe 20 years ago when I was just learning maybe what good music was. Yeah, I find I, I spend so much time deconstructing music these days. It's like I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah. You should listen to Lulu by Lou Reed and Metallica. I'm going to now. <laughs> Just now yeah. I, I feel like I need to have a response to this. I need I need to have an opinion on it, whether it's good or bad. I mean, like, I need to give you something. I, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, That's hilarious. I'm interested. Yeah, uh, I'm interested too. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, well, maybe that, that can lead to another question, though. But, like, uh, ha- between the two records, has your music listening changed in any way? Like, have you been sort of into different stuff? Because it's two years. That's, I mean, you can have your core music that you always like and is never going to change, but have you kind of gone any weird directions other than that Lulu record <laughs> over that time? Lulu record? I've, you know, it's, at least lately with the COVID, I've always loved electronic music okay. that I don't really talk about very much. But, like, as far as, like, you know, when you look back, I know that you have your cassettes and your CDs yep. and you kind of, like, you line them up and you can see, like, the different parts of your life and, like, who you were at different times. And, like, in high yep. school, I had this period where I just loved Boards of Canada. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, right, like, all that whole, like, so that's one thing. Like, what what has changed is I'm probably more focused on beats than I was the last go-around. Does that but, come through in the music, though? Um, I mean, especially because you have Ian on drums, right? Like, does that... That guy is, he's, he wasn't listening to it, but it would probably, yeah, I probably, I, I probably can't say, I can't say there. Um, you were just, at, is that, a, does that have a profound influence? And I, I don't know if that one does. I always have a steady stream of country music. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of old country music, like all the outlaw stuff. Not yeah, to yeah. be cliche. This stuff's great John though. Faye, which... Yeah, which is a bit of a step away from the outlaw. I don't want sure. to tie those two together for the folks that are maybe checking this out because they're not they're not yeah, yeah, <laughs> together. No, but yeah. like the 
John Fay, like all that really like classic, right? Finger picking the American sure. like primitive Americana style stuff, which. So when I started getting back into that, I probably started listening to, to Jim O'Rourke again a lot okay. in within the last two years, which also took me into weird electronic music because he lives in Japan now and just cranks out stuff like crazy. But he's got so many different interesting projects. Yeah. I'm always interested. But I feel like uh, that whole like Drag City era, right, like whether it was uh, Smog or Bill Callahan okay. um, or, you know, Jim O'Rourke, some of the, some of that stuff that all came up through there. I probably have spent more time going through some of that stuff, and and more like instrumental music without lyrics. Okay. I really thought about it more so than any other time in my life. But looking at those old electronic records from high school was hilarious. I thought it was. I really liked some bad music, Sam. That's all I want to tell you. Well, I mean, I think we all, I think we all have uh, liked some bad music over the years, but. Like, I have definitely found, I've done similar kind of journeys through the old record collection, like, many yeah. times, and I often find things that I thought I would not like anymore, but I actually still love, and then other things that I remember loving, and I just, I'm embarrassed to shit that I ever listened to it. But, so, did you find any, like, stuff in there that you kind of really, really got into again, or is it all sort of just like, oh, this is an interesting moment in time that I, I love this stuff, but... Like, is any of it jumping out is, like, still relevant today, maybe? Yeah. Like, in a, in, a, in a weird way? Two two metal bands popped out. Um, so, I, like, I have, I, I don't know, I'm sure that you did, too. And if you did, that's, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But, like, <laughs> the, the, the Tool record, like, the 1996. Yeah, Undertow. Um, right, or, or, or Inema, sorry. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, the, when they, fully, like they fully just embraced progressive. Yeah rock maybe just as much as metal yeah i went back and i listened to that because i was obsessed with that when i was in like i guess i would have been in grade 10 or grade 11 okay. yeah 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 i really enjoyed that and then obviously they've just released their new record but you know what it made me think of this is this is why music is so much fun i think tool is one of the best bands ever i mean i'm gonna go out and sure it's in, in my generation yeah i'm not, not gonna argue with it i i really don't feel that they ever Wait, like that's where like the wave broke. And just by me saying this out loud, probably someone's gonna get really upset with me. But oh, yeah. I honestly think that's the best record they ever made, In- including what they're just putting out now. Like the the ideas are more flushed out, or there's there's more things going on, or Danny Carey's drumming is even more yeah. crazy than the last time. But for me, like the I'm in high school too, so I guess I'm probably dating myself a fair bit. No, but that, that that's the no. era when when you hear stuff at that age, that's the that's the age that it really sinks in and gets stuck in your brain forever, right? As like a as like peak music, right? Yep. So I mean there's that element of it as well. But those guys also like they were so technically ridiculous at what they were doing that most bands of that similar kind of genre were you know, you got people doing power chords and then guy playing like ridiculous yep. uh insane bass lines that, you know, I, I probably still couldn't play after ten years of learn- practicing, right? Like so yeah. I don't know, one of these like a yeah, no, it's those, those are special records. And I found a whole bunch of old Sleep stuff. Oh, I love Sleep. I managed to go. So do I, man. I, I managed to go see them. Oh, you they did? were here. Yeah, I couldn't make it to that. I, uh, but I, I I probably had started listening to, is it Jerusalem? Mm-hmm. Or at least that was what I had stashed away in my record collection or whatever. I listened to that before they came. And then I actually ended up loving their new record, too. Yeah, yeah. A fair bit. But, um... Yeah, so like I have little smatterings of everything, but you know, and this I love. Thanks so much for asking that question because I love talking about music. But yeah, those two metal bands kind of like came back up, and I found myself going through and listening to anything I could get my hands on. That's cool. It was fun, man. And then none of that bleeds into your music at all, though. Like I can't imagine uh, sleep uh, influence happening. I mean, if it's there, it's it's probably very subtle, but I feel. Like I love punk music. Yeah. Like, if I really, if I really thought about it, like I'm listening to the Ramones all the time. I don't think I've ever actually stopped listening to them. Same here. Yeah. No. It's they're... it's it's different. It, I feel like I played like a this one kind of feels almost like a grungy version of you know, 70s style okay. New York City punk music, or at least it's an influence in there. You know, the way that I play and the tempos and everything else that I fall into or gravitate to, or ultimately what makes it sounds different or unique 
Sure. It all starts in the same spot. And I'm not saying it sounds super unique or anything like that, but you know what I mean? Each of us has whatever skills that we have and what we bring to the songs that we make. Yeah. But you probably got me listening to Bad Brains again, because a little while ago Greatest you band posted the world. Greatest band of your the world favorite. Ever. Like, uh, yeah, man. They re- released the same record a lot. Or at least I feel like they did. Anyways, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I started going through that. What else did I listen to? I went through a really, really like. I know, I'm, I know you and I have talked about it before, like the whole American hardcore, yeah. which they're coming from the DC area. I probably I, I dive into that less and less as I get older, but I still probably. And as soon as you got me listening to Bad Brains, I did go back and I pulled out a Bad Religion record yeah, and yeah. really, really early Butthole Surfers. Um, I still follow uh, King Buzzo there. From yeah, the, the Melvins. Yeah. I still love yeah. the Melvins. Yeah, the Melvins are great. Yeah. He did like a greatest hits list a little while ago or like what he thought were like the top 10 best grunge records. Oh, cool. This actually, this actually all comes from your post I'm giving you because you give me all kinds of ideas. So then I somehow ended up there. Cool. And I ended up, I ended up downloading, um, like I, I have, um, what's it called? The Break bright orange record flipper. Yep. And I, like I had Flipper, right? But I, I didn't hold it in as much or as high of regard. And I know it's good. I just, right? Yeah, there's a... There's he, a thinks it's, he thinks it's, like, amazing. There's definitely people who love that band. I, I, I definitely have heard their stuff over the years, too. And it's it's been like, oh, that's all right. But, yeah, some people, like, just idolize those guys, for sure. Yeah. But there was a couple of bands from the grunge scene that I had never even heard of before. Let's enjoy Sweet Roll 
I found so after I read this like list of like records I'd never heard before, which there's and there's a whole bunch which I I would have expected that from him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The U Men the U Men released a whole bunch of their stuff onto Apple Music. Okay. And it's like yeah, it's kind of like a all all of a whole bunch of different recordings from that area. All sorry from that era, all kind of like smashed together. Cool, cool. So it's it's representative, but it's not like overly polished or anything like yeah that. yeah yeah um yeah like when you have like a posthumous release of some kind and it's like you know that if they'd spent more time in the studio or <laughs> blah blah blah, blah, blah yeah, it would have yeah. been yeah yeah no i know what you mean like that sure. mal- like, like 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 that malfunction record yeah 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 made with yeah. and andy wood yeah and it was like it would have been so much better and it was like actually it was pretty good that's all right yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 another guy too. That like he's kind. Of, I mean, I have some Muzzle of Bone stuff, and this is decent, but it's definitely interesting how I think that like, not to dwell too much on the the, the Seattle stuff, but like you know, it kind of know. it's divergent in two different directions. There's the more kind of like glam rock, classic rock type stuff, and then there's like the punk stuff, the like weird like Stooges influenced. Like you got like Mud Honey, and then you know basically what became Pearl Jam. I love both of those bands, but like yep. I'm definitely more attracted to the Mud Honey side. Even though I love Pearl Jam too, but like that kind of like we're drunk, we're falling all over each other, things are out of tune, we're screaming. That is way more my my style than the like here's a five minute guitar solo that'll blow your mind. You know, like it's uh, yeah. Mike McCready is yeah. amazing. I know what I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, I love I love Pearl Jam, but yeah, it's uh, there's those two sides of it. And I think that people often get people who maybe are a little younger and, and missed a lot of this stuff. They tend to view grunge as this weird. Pearl Jam sounding monolith where it's all this one kind of sort of style, right? Without <laughs> right, right. The, the hunger dunger dang, as I heard it described, which is a great way to describe their voice. So it's the hunger dunger dang and the, the classic rock leanings, and then even Nirvana, they yeah. think of them as that way because they're not hearing like endless nameless and like you know uh, Tourette's and all this stuff that's it's just you know really noisy and abrasive and, and milk it and everything, right? And yeah, like that yes. that that's my type of grunge that I want to listen to, and the Melvins too, right? Like I mean, all the, yeah, it's. There's that stuff, and then there's the the hunger dunger dang stuff. I was gonna say in the spirit of your question, because I know I was rambled there, okay. and I was like, ah, there's a record that I want Sam. To We've know gone way off topic. I, it's all right. It's all good. Yeah. I love I love classic rock. So yep. I, I I regularly go through a classic rock phase. So in the last two years, I started listening to Thin Lizzy, like it was oh, really, yeah? style, yeah. and and not because of Metallica. There's a the song called Emerald. Okay. It's the same. Uh, I think it's the same record as Jailbreak. Okay. But it's kind of like it's very Ronnie James Dio. Like it's very awesome. like you know like Castle Rock. Yeah, Castle yeah. Rock. Yeah, like someone's got a sword. And yeah. Just because you know. Yeah, you got it. Which isn't if you listen to it, it's not full Castle Rock, but it has all of all of the fixins. Cool. And I I love Holy Diver and I love yeah. Rainbow and all that cool stuff, but. I also just love Thin Lizzy, and I bought I bought a T-shirt. I went I went down and saw Roman at the Wild Planet Machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, do you have any Do you have any Thin Lizzy T-shirts? And, I'm sure you had a whole bunch. Know, he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> That's awesome. So in the, I would say that some of the sound would definitely be influenced, although I'm not nearly as good of a guitar player as, as those guys are. Not being self-deprecating, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of love and love and respect for. Cool. Yeah. So, so I would I would say some of that's in there for sure. More so of a classic rock vibe. To get it back on track about your record, so it's coming out on the first. Is that right? Yes. Where can people find September first? Uh, streaming is where we're starting, so okay. it'll be available through Spotify and Apple, and it'll be on YouTube. And then uh, we'll probably have a fast follow. We'll put it up on the Bandcamp machine, and we'll we'll put it up there for free initially cool. in the spirit of, of getting it out there and. That's where we're going to start investing because we didn't even put our first release up on Bandcamp. Really? So we. I feel like I must have heard yeah. it on Bandcamp. It's like, that's like the only thing I. Le- I don't stream anything other than Bandcamp <laughs> and like occasionally YouTube. So I don't know. I must have heard it on YouTube then. I guess before I got the the actual physical copy. I don't know. So, so I'm going to. Uh, yeah. Oh, I've done other stuff. Everything else I've ever done for the most part is probably on the Bandcamp machine, okay. like the okay. Hey Pilgrim stuff and. I had my solo record that you called me out on. You're like, did you actually release that? And yeah. I was like, I did, but I didn't. And now it's just there, but that's on there. <laughs> but the, as far as, as far as like the people that actually want, right. To invest some amount of time in what, what went into it or how it's supposed to make you feel. 
that's where we're going to probably double down and put a little bit more effort into it, cool. including the artwork on this one and then the lyrics themselves. Nice. Which is, yeah. Awesome. Okay. I'm excited, man. Yeah, it's yeah. very exciting. I'm glad, I'm glad that you're getting this, like, because it's obviously an ambitious thing, the Four Seasons idea. And, I mean, like, you know, it, it takes time. It's not something you can bang out on a weekend, right? So uh, it's nice that you're on, you're on phase two uh, of this of this thing, especially in this weird time we're in right now. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, man. Thanks so much for, like, having me on, too. Of course, you know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, anytime. You're welcome. Appreciate right it so much. If someone is we, hearing we about you. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If someone is hearing about you for the first time on this show, what's the best way to find out? what you're doing. I mean, obviously, like you said, the, the new record will be out on all the streaming services. Uh, is there like a main online hub of where people we, can get in touch or we, we're going to probably build out a web page eventually, but every, everything, as far as what we're doing right now, will all be housed on Manitoba music. And we kind of doubled down and started trying to put more effort into whatever things that we were going to put up to promote ourselves just as much. Cause we, right. We want to support being local. Sure. And, in, in the beginning, um, when we first started having fun and, and making records, and um, we found that we invested a bunch of time in a whole bunch of different platforms, and then we did a terrible job of maintaining them, and then we had different content here and there. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so now it's more, yeah, which is we, we have more than one person doing it, so we're just trying to put everything in one spot. So we'll be putting more stuff on the Manitoba page, like in time with tied in, sorry, with this release cool yeah and is there any kind of plans for a show in the relatively near future are you waiting to see what happens with this pandemic we still wait and see like we still very much wanted to do it we wanted to go back to the handsome daughter yeah it's just kind of the way everything's shaken out um i finally like i've been very careful about going out and i know that everyone's I did uh, poke my head in the uh, in the toad the other day just to see what it looked like, and I thought it looked pretty cool. I they did a pretty yet. great job. They well, it's not. I know, like as far as what you and I grew up with and everything else like that, yeah, but they yeah. did a half decent job of. I'm just calling that out because, like, you know, what what made the future hold, or what would the capacity be, or where would we even play? Sure, yeah. That's that's probably the thing we're thinking about the most. Okay. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, like, congratulations on getting the record out. I'm looking forward to, uh, to to hearing it once I can figure out how to use any kind of streaming service. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you copies nice. of the some of the songs, and it'll be up on Bandcamp shortly. And it's nice. not like we're trying to be all. I've just been a little bit slow, kind of getting everything up. So it might not be September 1st. It goes up on the streaming, yeah. and by the end by the end of that week, it'll be on Bandcamp, and it will be free. And everyone can go and check it out. Well, I, I'm not trying to shit on you for. I'm more making fun of myself for not understanding any of this uh, future oh. technology. So yeah, yeah. I okay, and I, I I'm saying it that way because I held out from subscribing to anything streaming for so long. Like, I still this is refuse. Only in the last, yeah, it's only in the last couple of years, and the reason is I had less and less time to find new music. And that's, that's, that's on me, right? Which is one of the reasons why I love your show so much, right? And so I found that I wasn't able, or I had fewer places where I could go to check stuff out. So I started checking out some of those playlists. I do I do think that those algorithms are a little bit annoying, though. And when you love to, like, jump genres and find weird stuff that makes you think, yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not really doing that. So it's, it's, it's backfiring a little bit, but... Yeah, you're still listening to stuff, is, which man. is, I guess, the point, right? Is getting as much music into your ear holes as you can. So, yeah, yeah, so, right, right on. Yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs>